Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, it certainly is powered by Media Stable. My name's Nick Hayes. Hello, Lana. Hello, Nick Hayes. Lana Hill. Yes, hello. How are you doing? Good, good. Have you been in any conflict? Have you ever been in a in a fight? <laughs> Do you take on a fight? Did you? Plenty. No, I'm quite conflict adverse, actually, at heart. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, it Don't stresses me out a bit. Yeah, I, I but jo- I've been in plenty. <laughs> I, I I would imagine so. Um, I joined the army when I was a young fella, and oh. you know what? I'm, I, I'm a bit of a pacifist. Yeah. I, I don't like a fight. I don't like the sort of uh, the tension. But I I did notice that they they did train you to to do that, and I thought this would be a really good chat to have a a chat to a conflict strategist, a mediator, yes. someone mm-hmm. who's uh, who sort of you know puts takes a bit of the air out of the uh, the hot uh, the, oh god what is it a hot, the hot out of the air yeah the hot is air balloon cools the flame down I think thank you Sarah mm-hmm. Blake how are you. <laughs> I'm good. How Thank are you, you for saving me on that one. I had no idea where I was going with it. Neither did I. Yeah, I know. That's I could. I could. We might have a conflict here right now, Lana. For that, uh, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Um, conflict. Gee, there's a little bit of it out there these days, isn't there? Just a little bit. Yeah, it's keeping me busy. That's for sure. Keeping you busy. I mm. mean, what kind of conflict do you deal with? I deal with all sorts. I guess I should say that I don't do family conflict. I leave that to other people. So I pretty much do everything else. That's interesting because mm-hmm. there is, it is a big industry. Family conflict, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. Because when you think about all the family law lawyers and, yeah. and those, and particularly because it's such an emotional yeah. uh, thing, is that why you stay out of it? Uh, I think I do. A, I started this work in the cross-cultural space and that is very emotional and complex and I didn't want to add another layer of complexity. So I think sure. we can't do everything. And you pick a space that you really feel passionate about, and that's what I did. Lana, awesome. I love I love the fact that there is uh, niches within conflict that you, I know. you know, become a specialist in mm. particular areas. You thought you think you could probably just handle a conflict's a conflict, isn't it? I mean, oh no, no. no. <laughs> so let's dive a little deep into that then. Yeah. So what what kind of conflict? It's workplace conflict that you deal with. Yeah. Look, I deal with commercial and workplace conflict. A lot of my time's been taken up with that right now, but increasingly it's high conflict. So. These are the cases that have been around for six months, maybe a year, Um, very complex uh, developments, for instance. You've got developers and councils and strong focus parties. They're really passionate about what they believe in. And then the remote community, the cross-cultural work, again, these are high-conflict complex cases, generally involving multi-parties. So you've got two, three, four, five-plus Parties wow. up to five hundred plus people wow. as part of these cases. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, what kind of? I mean, we don't need to name the businesses that are having these issues or yeah. the organisations that are having them. But are, are these people? I mean, they obviously want to keep it a little bit low key. They don't really want this conflict mm. to be out there because I dare say that would have a uh, a bit of a, a an issue for them as far as perception of brand yeah, and how they're PR going about risk. it. Absolutely. I think sometimes people try to hide conflict and avoid it and it brews and it grows. And so there is a fine line between advising your staff or your stakeholders or shareholders, in fact, 
there's some problems here, but also containing the the fallout and the risk of it. So part of my conflict strategist role is helping parties really navigate both the relationships, external and internal. So cool. I love, and I'm just thinking about, you know, the role you play, Sarah, and obviously, you, you know, you're trying to help everybody come to a mutually beneficial outcome, but you're also having to gain the trust of all these different parties. They all have to be working effectively with you to get what they want. Absolutely. A big part of making good decisions is having some trust in each other. Yeah. And I have to hold that space for people, right? And they're already feeling on edge. They're vulnerable. They've been fighting. They can't agree. So they're yeah. already heightened emotions. So I have to create an environment where people feel calm. They feel like they can trust me. And we have to do that relatively quickly mm. so that we can get back to solutions fast. So you've got to be paid by someone. Yeah. Would they see? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to. You're, you're, you're doing very so. well. <laughs> but wouldn't that not be, for those in, in mediation there, would mm-hmm. they be, how do you gain their trust when they know that your pay packet is coming from one of the parties? Look, it really varies. If I'm doing a mediation and it's a commercial one, often there'll be two parties that will contribute half-half to cost. Right. So there's a shared investment Good. in that. Um, if an organisation brings me in to deal with conflict more broadly, um, then the organisation is investing that or HR might be investing in a mediation in a workplace and so the organisation pays for that between two employees. So it really varies on the type of project. Uh, what's it like at home? How do you mediate at home? <laughs> you know what I got asked this yesterday. My husband often says to me, stop mediating me. <laughs> you know, and I've got two kids, so I'm a second generation practitioner and I'm really conscious of how that's transformed the way I do what I do. So I'm bringing that language to now the third generation and teaching my kids. And I hear myself saying, how are you contributing to solutions, Lockie? <laughs> I'm sure they're going to pull their hair out at 15. Yeah, but it's such, it's such a if, – if you can teach kids and, and, and particular and – we're big kids too in the workplace. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, if you can teach people to go through this, because it, it's not easy. When you throw no. emotion into it, when you've – human beings in their nature – uh, aren't really always, uh, you know, on the line. They're not really the uh, forward-thinking, embracing change or or at least taking on criticism or anything along yeah. those lines. It's just so much there, isn't there, Lana? Yeah. And, and I think that to have that and even to give people the skill yeah. sets to work through it themselves as well and kids at an early age, yeah. gee, that's good. Yeah. Look, no one likes to be in conflict and no one actually likes to have hard conversations, yeah. which is why we put them off. And part of it is because there's a chemical reaction, emotional intelligence, neuroscience is reinforcing that for us really, that we've got that freeze or flight response and have a fight. And so there's a a natural biological reaction that's occurring when we are leaning into these hard conversations. And the discipline is learning how to navigate through that. Mm. And I think too, like it starts with understanding, doesn't it? Absolutely. Curiosity. Exactly. It's the shortcut through the conflict. If Mm. you're starting with the goal of understanding the perspective of the other person and why it's important to them, then I feel like, you know, we could... We could cut out a lot of the trauma and, and sadness and anger. <laughs> Look, that's part of the reason why I've loved being a part of you guys and the Media Stable team is having the opportunity to help, in a way, taking the fear away from conflict and making it normal to talk about and saying to people, you know what, conflict is a part of our everyday lives. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just telling us that we need some change, we need to learn, we need to adapt. 
It's how we deal with it. It's a re- it's really so interesting true. you say that because it's such a big part of media as well. Yeah. And I, I talk about it constantly, don't I, Alana? In yeah. that um, when you are an expert or you have a position or a view, you almost mm. need that conflicting view. Yeah to be able to come together and, and engage because yeah. otherwise you don't really have an issue. It's just one-sided. Yeah. And we lo- we do need other people's positions, views, we do. opinions and yeah. positions because it's just that's – it would be just very one-sided, wouldn't it? It would be. Do you know there was a great podcast interview that I listened to years ago with experts across the dispute resolution world and they got asked, do we need not to have conflict? And they all agreed – we need conflict, mm. but we need to be constructive in how we deal with it. Good point. And we need conflict because otherwise you wouldn't have a job. Um, <laughs> what would I talk about? What would you talk about, Sarah? You'd find something, I'm sure. Let's talk about your time in the media and yeah. what yep. you've been doing. You've, you've, you're sort of relatively new, and I, I suppose, in the scheme of things. How, how, yeah. how has media embraced the, the mediator, the conflict strategist? Yeah, I've loved this journey and it's been an unexpected journey. I didn't think that I would be here. Um, I have now, I've got a weekly gig um, on radio. Get out. So great. Where are you doing that? At Triple M in Albany. Oh, Albany. Mm -hmm. Oh, we love it down there in Albany. Bit windy. A little bit cold, yeah. Yeah. And then a monthly gig with The Pulse in Victoria. Yeah, okay. Mitchell's. Uh, uh, Rob over there. Oh, Rob. Yeah, relatively new. Okay. And I just want to jump in and say congratulations because it is it isn't easy to get that. Yeah. The fact that they yeah that they've made that investment in you is is a full credit to you, Sarah. Oh, thank yeah. you. I've just loved I've loved it and I've yep. learned so much. You're a natural. Yeah, and I think for me it's about how can we educate and empower the population? Yeah. How can I help people have different conversations? And so everything I do is really guided by that. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have a voice in the media. Uh, great stuff. And I think look, and media likes this stuff too because uh, we, we are conflicted because in, in everything that is running around, you know, there, there's disputes everywhere, uh, whether it be a union dispute or whether it be a family dispute, whatever mm. there's going on. But we just don't understand the little intricacies that yeah. are going on. And yeah. it's great to have a commentator to be able to break it down mm. and go, oh, and then it sometimes applies to life, doesn't it? It's yeah. sort of, you, you can sort of feel how it sits in your life yeah. and uh, and where you're going I with. think that's what has made Sarah I'm, I'm just going to pump up your tyres here a bit so I apologise <laughs> sort ahead, of but Look at you, I remember when I first met Sarah she just and I think I said this to you she just got it I could see that she fully understood how to you know get her expertise to be so applicable and so relatable to the mainstream media audience. And mm. that is so powerful. Mm. It's something we talk about all the time on the podcast, isn't it? And like a classic example of that would have been your um, incredible piece. Was it, I want to say Sunrise? Uh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Was it Weekend Sunrise? You know, yeah. And it was how to have the conversation with the anti-vaxxers, wasn't it? Yeah, how to have a conversation about vaccination, which is still relevant now, right? So Gorgeous. relevant. <laughs> you know, and that I think you just inherently really understood mm-hmm. how to take what you do and make it relevant to the media narrative. Mm. It's just, it's great to watch. And to all the anti-vaxxers listening in right now, turn off right now because I'm about to go insane <laughs> on you. Uh, but that, they are the nutty things that are going on that... Um, even for sane people, for, for people that are, you know, or am I sane? I don't know. But <laughs> the whole point being is that, you know, where do they come up with this? And yeah. why would they be presenting that? And how can we mediate them to actually start to realise that they're completely and utterly wrong? You know what? <laughs> there comes a point in a mediation or any dispute resolution where one party, you just can't argue with them. 
And yeah. that, that they are absolutely convinced that they are right. right. And conspiracy theorist believers have clothed themselves off to diverse and alternative views. Yeah. And so you're actually limited in how you can influence them. So it then becomes how do we support and influence ourselves and what we need out of this. Oh, so diplomatic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind saying they're a bunch of loonies. <laughs> they're a bunch of nutbags. And if there's any still listening, I'm going to go harder on you shortly. It's true, though. What you're saying is 100% yeah. true because it's like you can't change the mind <laughs> no. of someone who will not be moved. No. They will not entertain an alternative view. So then it just becomes about what you can do to be able yeah. to deal with that. And, you know, like we can get angry and frustrated and, you know, shake our arms in the air and say, why don't you just do this? But we're just wasting our energy. Yeah. You know? It's true. So professionally, what do you do with people like that? Is it just you put them in the too hard basket or is it <laughs> – or the loony bin? Um, which one do you – I mean, do, do you – professionally, you have to put them forward and say, well, look, this just can't be resolved. Look, it goes back to what do the parties need out of this? Yeah. You know, do you need to agree with each other or do you now need to work out an exit strategy? Or this is – health is really important – priority need for us as a nation. Yeah. So, you know, these conspiracy theorists are now impacting the well-being of the nation. So we need leadership that counterbalances that. So you have to address it, but in a different way. Has COVID factored conflict, like increased conflict yeah. in the workplace around us? Yeah, my experience and experience of a number of my colleagues is that it has had a huge impact in ways we didn't think it would. And so I'm seeing a lot of deep-seated conflict in organisations now coming to the surface. Yeah. You're probably seeing and hearing from organisations too where they seem to be dealing with dramas, really big dramas yeah. and people leaving and organisation changeovers. I think it's because COVID has pushed us to reassess our priorities, reassess how we do things and what matters. And a lot of people don't want to put up with shit anymore. Mm. Either. You know, they've reached your, the point of tolerance where I just can't keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> definitely put a magnifying glass on a lot of big issues, actually. Yeah, well, yeah. In the workplace, yes, and, and at home. Because yeah. when we were all locked down, and I feel for the Victorians, Victorians, we I still love you, except for you, <laughs> vegan or... Uh, Thick, stop <laughs> it. Conspiracy, <laughs> uh, anti-vaxxers over there. But look, oh, God, I'm being a bit... Confl- you look, are I'm, controversial You're creating today. conflict today. I am today. creating it conflict. Is, yes. Well, I feel like I'm going to get a free session out of yeah, this at the end of the... Yeah, let's do therapy <laughs> afterwards. But... <laughs> I feel that at home because yeah. we were all put back. None of us were ever used to, you know, working at home yeah. when your partner, your children are around you because we were all locked mm. down and you're trying to get on with life in some form of what used to be the norm. And I I really felt the pressure. The pressure was on. But also, too, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. yeah. Because there was not just the conflict of not having room, space, time, um, you know, quiet or whatever it might be. It was more the... Hey, I actually get to know what my wife does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and you kids, gee, you're not too bad. You'd be all right in the classroom. You're not a bunch of <laughs> scallywags that are, you know, sort of. I, I get to see Monday to Friday between, you know, after yeah. hours. So, hours, yeah. Yeah, it, it it has it it has had been. A, it's been a really interesting time. It's been so interesting, and I think we're going to continue to see that impact in really different ways. And 
um, you know, how lucky have we been here in the West? But we're still seeing big impacts and shifts in home relationships, in how we spend our time and, and what matters to us. Absolutely. I want to ask what your favourite, because you've had some really great media. Can I just run through a bit of that media here? <laughs> yeah, I've please got it here. do, Nick that, that's, that's what I was looking a little bit shocked, yeah, okay. so it wasn't all conflict in my face that I was getting. <laughs> but uh, the Sound Telegraph, Triple M, of course, you just mentioned, 3AW, WA Today, 92.9 Tamworth, Curtin FM, uh, The Pulse, 2CC Canberra, ABC Perth, Weekend Today Show. Not Sunrise, Weekend Today. Sorry, my apologies. Wow. I know, so cool. How long have you been? Less than a year now. Yeah. Oh, jeepers. Well <laughs> yeah. done. Now, that's a great, that's a great foundation Duck to media. Water. Oh, Duck you. to Water is the saying yeah. that springs to mind. So, yeah, yeah. good media, yeah. amazing media. And I think the question that you were going to ask, I don't want to create conflict here, Lana, uh, <laughs> it, which is your preferred? Uh, look, I, I would love to do more TV because yep. I think that pushes me and encourages me to learn more. I, I've got so used to doing radio now. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, whatever, another interview, fantastic. Oh. It's just, you know, whatever now. So I guess I'm looking forward to elevating it to that next level. I do write um, and, and try to pump out those pieces when I can. But talking to people is what I really love doing. So from memory, when you did the weekend today show, it was your son or daughter's birthday? Son's yeah. birthday. It was. Yeah. yeah. And very right. early in the morning very with the time difference. On a weekend. Yeah, oh. yeah it was. And uh, it wasn't as early as it was going to be. So, yeah, it was dark outside. It's yeah. fine. You, you, do, you know, if you're going to do this, you have to lean into those opportunities, right? I and take agree. advantage. And that's why you're doing this. So you make it work. Look, love that attitude, Lana, because that's yeah. exactly the attitude that you need to be successful. Um, and not as just as an expert, but uh, for media to want to work yeah. with you and to do that. Because if if you want to be a reluctant expert, or if you want to just sort of uh, do it in your own time, and look, there are times when you just can't get yeah. to a, an yeah. engagement, but move move heaven and earth and and that will come back and reward yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. I remember too, you were here, Sarah, for a um, Meet the Media prep session. Yeah. And you said, oh, I've just got to duck out for 10 minutes <laughs> because I've got to do a radio interview. And I, internally, I was like high-fiving you because you do have to have that attitude. Yeah. It is. It's sometimes you do have to be juggling about three or four balls at the yeah. same time. But you make it work and the media, they appreciate it so much. It doesn't take much either, yeah. and particularly radio interviews because it, it's not a long time. Yeah. And so you're giving something back. You're contributing. It's important. I yeah. love that. I love that. Ducking out of a, a preparation for a meet the media. Oh, I've just got to do a radio interview. <laughs> it was so cool, though. No, that is the coolest. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that is the coolest. Hats off. So where to from this, Sarah? Because I think, you know, does it support your business? Does it raise your profile? Are you mm. looking to take it to another level? Because I think that there's one thing to do the media that you've done yeah. here already, but then it's time now to lock down to media that really will I think, fit within your yeah. uh, your remit. I think that's really important about how do you elevate it to the next level and be really clear on how you want to influence change in the industry or the community. And for me, this has given me the confidence to and and focus, I think, about how I want to impact the wider community. And that means elevating it now to another level, elevating it to a global level and having those conversations in a way that is accessible. Yeah, and uh, sorry, I'm going to do one more tyre pumping 
<laughs> for you. But um, if you haven't seen Sarah online, so on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, something you do really well is leveraging your media. And it is something, well, you, I think you do. You. Um, and again, it doesn't have to take up a lot of time. But when you get something like a Weekend Today interview mm. or even a community radio, you know, regional radio yeah. interview, you leverage it. And that's something that I think you do really well. So if, yeah, if you're an expert or aspiring expert, check out um, Sarah on social media because you'll you'll see that she does it really well. Do you know, I've got this thing that um, they're investing in me as exactly. well. And so I want to give back to them. And if I'm giving back to them and they're seeing some reward from that, they're more likely to engage my services again. So it's creating a, a mutually respectful relationship. Now, Sarah, I've got to ask you a question. Do, do you talk like this the way you're talking in a, in a mediation? All the time? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm feeling very soothed. I'm feeling very Yes, relaxed. I agree. <laughs> Just she has that vibe, doesn't she? Well, I think that's what we – And you, yeah. there, there's two things to take from this. Is One, that you, you can't be someone that you're not. Yeah. And the other thing is that it's it, that comes across as great radio. And I can see why radio – uh, warm to you because in conversation it, you can hear it in people's voices. Yeah, and I and you can't fake that. No. So for people out there too listening in, you know you can't put on the good old radio voice and <laughs> la la la. You don't I'm want trying, to put that all the time because you can't keep it up. Um, you, know, you don't do that. You talk the way that you professionally do, and you can yeah. almost see and vision, you know, see a vision of you actually doing the work. Yeah. Um, and trust trust through the roof there. It's just such a powerful medium, radio. Totally agree. Right, okay, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty stuff. So what have we got coming forward, Sarah? Because I suppose conflict, it doesn't stop. There mm. is conflict everywhere, whether it be Israel in Israel or be you know on the, 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 the federal government, ScoMo's having issues. Yeah. Can you just tap into those kind – are you looking for those kind of topics to tap into to work through? Yeah, I'm looking for the trends that are happening. Right. And um, when I see the trends, then I learn and see where I can capitalise on those gaps, where there are opportunities. So absolutely, there's a shift now in how people are making decisions, where in the past it would have been about technical things. I think there's a much greater focus because of COVID on values, on ethical standards of people. And so it's about helping people have people conversations. Oh, cool. And does this media that you're doing, do, do when you're sharing it through as, as your, your tyre pumper there over there, Lana Hill, has, has, in, has told us I many times. I can't help it. But the, 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 the social media elements, LinkedIn yeah. kind of um, posts and stuff, your clients, when they see that, yeah. how do they react to that? I think it's certainly helped to grow my profile. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that certainly it's led to more work, but it's also up to me to capitalise on that as totally. well, isn't it, to yep. then follow up on that. I, I think that there has definitely been more global opportunity because of this experience. Yep. So I'm now an ambassador for a UK organisation. Awesome. And I'm their conflict strategist expert. So we just cool. just launched a eight-week conflict revolution series. Ah, <laughs> love it, love it. Are you on any boards? Uh, I have. Yeah, I'm on one local board. Yep. I have done uh, national, international boards. I miss boards. I yeah. had to step back for a little while. But I, I think the expertise that you bring to a board, in a way, a niche, yes, is really useful right now. Oh, look, I was just going to say that because I think that most, you know, particularly the big organisations, mm. I think they miss this part. Yeah, yeah. You know, they spend so much time and energy in thinking that they're giving their people what they want yeah. or, you know, maybe taking away the things that they don't need. But in actual fact, they probably haven't even gone and dived deep into that and seen yeah. the potential risk yeah. that conflict is having. Yeah. Because I can imagine conflict, and can we put a dollar figure on this, is 
for an organisation, what, what kind of dollar figure does this affect on production, on it productivity? It's huge. I, I yeah. don't have the exact figures on me, but it's billions of dollars. Yeah. That conflict impacts on the economy. It's billions of dollars that um, harassment and bullying has yes. on an organisation yes. in Australia. So the, these are all conflict issues. You, we know it's costing us time, it's costing us productivity, and it's costing us our people. Absolutely. So I think, sorry, and hidden conflict too, I'd imagine, would be almost as dangerous, if not more dangerous than, mm. you know. Hidden conflict, what do you mean by that? Well, just, you know, something that's bubbling away underneath the surface that's not being dealt with effectively, mm. you know, like, and that I can, I, that plays out in a personal sense, but well, in a professional sense. It hasn't sense. happened at Media Stable. <laughs> no, but when, yeah. you know. Just got a little nervous there. Yeah, employees or whatever, <laughs> departments, different yeah. departments, and it's bubbling away and it's affecting all those things like productivity yep. and culture, but. Yeah. It's not being dealt with. No, look, I'm dealing with three clients at the moment who um, had a crisis because of those issues. They didn't listen to the warning flags. There's a problem here. And it escalated and escalated to a crisis point, essentially. And in an ideal world, people have the confidence to see those flags and deal with them early. And then they don't need me, which would be fantastic for everyone else. I'd fund a new career, probably. (laughs) Maybe radio. Yeah, well, with that voice, I can tell you you're you're in. I can keep that voice up. Um, But you just mentioned before, Sarah, bullying. Yeah. And I think... Bullying, uh, whether you're you know a five-year-old kid in the playground or whether you're a sixty-five-year-old yeah. about to retire, I think you retire at sixty-five. Don't you? Oh, I can't even see myself Maybe ever retiring. But <laughs> but the point is that bullying happens everywhere. It yeah, does. yeah. Is it the most prolific issue in the workplace? Bullying. Whoa. From your perspective, from perspective and from a mediation perspective. It certainly is a driver of conflict, yep. mm. perception or experience of, of bullying. Uh, there's a power dynamic here, right? So it, it relates to power and how it is used. Yep. And so when someone feels powerless or someone's using power over them, the, the response is, I'm being bullied or I'm being a bully. And so certainly bullying on social media, in the workplaces, um, organisations, it is having an enormous impact on how we get on. Yeah. It's a really important distinction you just made too. It can be perceived or experienced and there's no wrong or right in either of those and I think you've got to deal with it either way like it's one thing to say you know there's been so much of it but you know oh but I didn't mean it Mm. it wasn't intended in that way no but you still have to pay attention to it because it's made somebody feel crap yep you yeah. might not have intended to do it, but the person at the receiving end felt That's that. Yeah, there's still it. an impact. Yeah. yeah. Is it I, – I, 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 We could do a whole series on this. We could. I, I know. You <laughs> need a podcast. Well, you, it's coming, all right? It's coming. Good work. <laughs> You've heard it here first on the yeah. Experts podcast. Um, but the – is this also too? And I love the the Me Too movement that came out, where people were calling it out, calling out behaviour that just you know inappropriate yeah. and had been going on for years. Love that. Has it gone too far though? In some cases, because sometimes because we're yeah. so aware of this and acutely aware of hearing these kind of stories now, yeah. that people might just call it for you know it's the flag. That's the easy one to call out and say you know. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he's been bullying me. And f- yeah. Look, I've seen people, and I've dealt with cases where people do that, and yeah. and they use they do a disservice to those that are genuine, Correct. who have actually experienced real abuse. Yeah. Um. And that's really tricky when people get so angry and they want to they want to um, 
control the outcome, they'll yeah. use different tactics and that's become a tactic sometimes used to suit their own purposes. And that's really hard and that's why it's so important when accusations are made that we deal with it with with a calm approach yeah. and we gather evidence and we talk to everyone and we recognise that it's complex. Have you, have you ever... Have you ever hit your children with a wooden spoon or anything like that? I'm, I'm just wondering. I've threatened for sure. You threatened? <laughs> I have mornings where I'm normal. pulling my hair out. She is and normal, I Lana. Sure. I that a, is reassuring. I was a little oh, worried. I, am. No. I was a little worried. Um, no, I think because, you know, conflict, you know, when, when you're an expert in a particular space, sometimes mm. you're not actually the best at it or, yeah. you know, in your own home life. So It's some, so true. Some of the best chefs going around, you know, I, I say this all the time, they're eating bacon and eggs at home, they're not making up the... It's true, it's funny. I reckon I'm pretty good at this stuff in a in a business sense, but I don't think I'm as good at dealing with it in a personal mm. sense. I've made it, uh, it's a personal value of mine. Yeah. That if I don't live what I do, I'm not being in authentic yeah and so it takes hard work and I don't always Mm. get it right but I work really hard to live those values in my family community and business life oh it's it's a credit to you Sarah because I think that when you're doing that then you can't really mess up um you know because I think sometimes when you're trying to lead a fake life or a a, a life or a perception that's not actually you, yeah. authentically you, you, you really will mess up. And the thing is, you might not do it for a little while, but yeah. at, at one point you'll get caught up. Yeah. It's like lying. You know, you can't keep lying because you, you, your lies are going to get found out. Yeah. Just tell the truth. Yeah. Just yeah. be. Just be you. Just be you. Great message for all experts out there. Um, it would be remiss of us not to talk about some of the tips and hints that you've had over the time and that have really helped you become an expert in the media. Yeah. W- what would you you advise what would you tell people out there to you know this is this is a great piece of advice yeah. don't do it. don't be too harsh with it and don't <laughs> be too conflictive well listen to your support team behind you Ooh. i think listening to media stable or whoever supports you in it yep. they're the experts they know this business great so advice. really listen to those people they are there to support you if they tell you something they do it with uh, an informed background and i think that's really critical i what has also been useful for me is knowing my niche, yep. knowing really what I do really well. And that's yeah. not saying I don't talk about other things, but when I talk about other things, it's with a lens of what I do. Yep. Oh, wonderful stuff. I tell you what, did you <laughs> hand the tyre pump over to uh, Sarah? <laughs> it's true though, and I think your first point, it relates to being open to mm. learning and constructive yeah. feedback, not yeah. necessarily criticism. So, yeah, but again, I think that's your um, your expertise <laughs> coming into play because you're not taking it personally. If yeah. you're getting some feedback around how no. to be better, you're not going to take it I'm in a bad take way. It on and yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. When was Run the last time it. you yelled at your kids? Uh, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Evans, <laughs> I just need to get confirmation that there is some conflict your in your life. Get in the oh, car yeah. and get to school. I hear you, sister. Yeah. I hear you. What does your mum do for a living? Oh, she's a mediator. <laughs> conflict manager. <laughs> well, I was at school yesterday. We had to have a school meeting yesterday and I was being a mediator at a school meeting for my own kids. And I'm like, oh, it wow. never stops. Yeah. Wow, that's another episode all on its yeah, own. I, I think the way that we deal with conflict, though, um, it, it, it's a personal thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's... It's not something that you, you can just say, right, this is, uh, this is, this is the toolkit to do it. It's yeah. just a personal thing. And I think we need more mediators out there to be able to walk through yeah. 
those conf- those those complex issues, yeah. those issues that are not just in the workplace but at home, um, because it, it does take that moment just to yeah. reflect and look back and say, okay, maybe I wasn't doing that so well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't doing that so right. Yeah. Might have had an issue of that, that just recently <laughs> myself, actually. Oh, really? I'm Did going you get to triggered? Oh, no, it just, but, it, but it's a moment to reflect. Yeah, and, it, and I think it if, is. You, if you do look back into yourself and if you're able to do that, because some of us aren't. Yeah, yep. and, so true. And do it, it, it really helps. And nothing to do with you, Lana, nothing to do. <laughs> no, no, it's nice. It's a, These learnings are important. No, very good. Yes. Well, Sarah, great to have you on the Experts Thank Podcast. Well me. done on that long list. Of, I think we're going to yes. have to get a second page I for agree. you on your profile. <laughs> yeah, very well done. Because it's starting to build up. But a big fan. Best of luck in the second year because I think what you will do is, and that's the, the great thing is, is lock down the media that you really yeah. want and own it because yeah. it's um, you've got the foundations there and definitely got the issues to talk about. Yeah, well thank done. you. If Sarah, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, how do they do it? All the usual social media tags. Um, look up Sarah M Blake. Make sure you put the M in there if you're Sarah Googling. M yeah. Blake and M for mediator. Yeah, M for mediator. I like that. We'll go with that one for sure. <laughs> oh, it wasn't wasn't Megan. Oh, well done, Megan. Megan. <laughs> we'll go with mediator. We will. Well done. Great little piece. Good one, Lana. Yes, absolutely. Always was going to be with this one. Now put the put the tire pump down. Okay, sorry. Unless, unless you're handing it over to me. As well, you were. That's good. As you were. Um, look, we'll look forward. To having another expert or another media next week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.